Hello and welcome to episode 53 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, they were rumoured to work for Shug Knights as bodyguards in the early 90s, Adam and Grace. Wow. You can with either... The... You... <laughs> yeah. Are we just Saying stabbing what's people? Up? Stabbing people with dirty needles, are we? As is the conspiracy. Wow, yeah. I don't know too much about it. You can either deny or confirm those. I can neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) Just not do it either. Brilliant. How are you both? All good. Pretty good, pretty good. Well, anything exciting happened this week, guys? (laughs) Absolutely not. I wouldn't say so. Went outside again. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We started looking for new places to walk. It's got that brutal. Wow. Some new scenery. That's it. I'll tell you something exciting that did happen. Go on. We went in the UK through all four seasons at once. (laughs) We went from the highs of, and this is Celsius for you American people, we went for the highs of like 21 degrees Celsius, which is like summer vibes. Beautiful. To the day after. Take America's winter. But it's like America's winter. I, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Let's Some say places like, in America. Big place, you know. Yeah. Big place. Big place. Let's not. But then we went from like 21 degrees Celsius, whatever Fahrenheit, to like snowing the day after. Sometimes in the same day. It'd be like blazing sun, cracking the flags, and then snow. So we, we went through it all. We went through a lot. It was a real roller coaster. It was. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a hot minute. That's oh, what boy. April's like in this country, though, isn't it? It's just like literally... You can't, you can't plan a thing because anything can happen. Absolutely anything. And what's wonderful is the way the government have planned things is the only things you can do with people are outside. <laughs> you cannot go in anywhere. Nowhere's open still. So we're still virtually locked out, but you can meet up with people, up to six people outside. And let me and tell so you, when those, when those garden pub gardens open, rain, rain or shine, Sitting out there, snow <laughs> boots, snow boots, snow boots, and, sh- and shorts, just to make sure that's it. Can't stop us, yeah. I, I don't really drink that much beer, but after last year, <laughs> get get me to a beer garden, I tell you. Shell shock, beer garden, yeah. that's the way, not pub garden, beer garden. I mean, it's a, ah. I, whiskey keeps you warm, though, do you know what I mean? True, a few whiskeys outside, nice, back risks. Oh, some crisps as well. Maybe a sausage roll, pork pie. Oh, come on. You go to pa- you go to fancy pubs. Hey, I do want to, just on the food thing, I'm not going to go to Greg's, but um, ha- <laughs> have you ever had the uh, McCoy's um, Thai sweet chili prawn things? The uh, the the blue, like blue packet? Yeah. Yes, the teal the packet. Teal, yeah, teal. <laughs> they are I don't think incredible. I knew that McCoy's did them. Yeah, they're the really, they're chicken. really good. McCoy or Thai sweet chili McCoy's are they're the real McCoy? I tell you that they are not the, the real, real sensations. No, not them. No, no, they no, they don't. make them sensations look like a joker, honestly. And I <laughs> and I love those sensations, but an investor. Honestly, I'll be honest. If there's one thing that Lester has given us, the crisp. <laughs> The chip oh, of America. So Honestly, what what an invention! Someone looked at a potato already, the greatest of all time, mm. tuba. Yeah, 
and went, hey, we can do something better with this. We can cut it dead thin, drizzle it in oil, bake it, and then, and then put a bunch of flavouring on it. Come on. Beautiful. Incredible. I'm not that big a Chris fan, but I mean, once once you have one, that's it. I'm a Chris fan. Well, this is how I know I'm getting older. And this only happened recently, like in the past, this year. Eating sweets and chocolate doesn't do as much for me anymore. Mm. I want crisps. I want salty snacks. It's all about the savoury. I'm about the savoury. about the savoury. Give me Love another it. sandwich. That's Love it. it. I'll have more steak. Kids, the next sleepover you go to, don't be taking your sweets. No. Take a sandwich. Take, take a sandwich. A take, sandwich. Take, take a platter of sandwiches. <laughs> take a party sub for people. Honestly, you'll be the best. Get your mum to go to Costco. Oh, 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 now we're talking. Get a sandwich, Claire. (laughs) Couple wraps. Absolute Those wraps are the best. Chicken Caesar wrap. If I had my time again, right, I wouldn't change much, but I would turn up to a sleepover with sandwiches. sandwiches. (laughs) That is is what I'd do. And I would be the coolest kid, you know what I mean? All the kids would be like, what you bring them for? And then suddenly... You know, I'd be the Burger King. (laughs) Nice, the Burger King, and that's what makes barbecues also great because they're all. It's you know, give me a burger, give me a hot dog. No one's taking a chocolate bar to a barbecue. No one's taking a chocolate bar, and there's a reason. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree. Yeah, so oh, good, isn't it? Where are my crisps? I want crisps now. Hey, rem- remember when we did three weeks of this podcast in person and we brought snacks every week? Remember that? And then one week we even had a barbecue before it and we still oh. had snacks. <laughs> ah, it was good times, wasn't it? Uh, we'll the be there again. Times. We'll be there again. We'll be there again. We'll meet again. <laughs> that's, that's Grace singing to her Chris, not to us. That's it. <laughs> But yeah. Cheese and onion. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, whether you're old or new here at Elvanilla, something you need to learn by now is that every good episode starts with a Cosmos <laughs> snacks. You know, Snack- it, it must mean every episode is good. <laughs> I didn't want to say Grace, but yes, that was implied. <laughs> you think you're the catalyst, Grace? The snacks are the catalyst. The snackalist. The snackalist. It doesn't quite work. The snackalist. It sounds like a really bad superhero. A really chubby one too. Either a bad chubby villain or a bad chubby superhero. He had to squeeze into that that uh, latex stuff. You know, not latex. What's it called? Leotard. Le- a little leotard. But you know, but the snacks were there. Well, brilliant. Well, no, not not much to write home about, but there's lots of snacks ready for us. Just brilliant, guys. This week, we're talking about NWA's debut album, Straight Outta Compton. And I am excited to talk about it, mm. if not feeling a list out of place and <laughs> not really prepared to talk about it. However, you know. As three of the whitest people. <laughs> the whitest? I mean, Here great. Go. You can't get more white. It's and more like. Basically transparent. <laughs> it's like, it's, a, it's more like a medal that we have earned. Not. Three of the it's as the whitest people, <laughs> the three whitest people. Grace is ginger. I had anemia as a child, so I'm dead pasty. I mean, <laughs> the two of us, Casper the Friendly Ghost, is our guest this week. Yeah. So, so you know, we're probably pretty ill-informed, and it feels like we shouldn't be talking about some of these things. But 
You know, we're going to give it a go. I'm going to say, yeah, because who hasn't wanted heard, wanted wanted to hear a white person's <laughs> perspective? On you know what I mean? I think this is why they made the album, isn't it? For sure, for white people, absolutely. <laughs> for the white folk. That's what NWA stands for: normal white agenda. <laughs> Or normal that was so heads. quick. I'm so impressed <laughs> with that. That was so quick. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's not something we should be proud of. And we're not, you know, no. <laughs> laughing at ourselves. Uh, but, you know, but here we are talking, here we about, <laughs> talking about straight out of Compton, uh, which is great. And so I'm excited to talk about it. But we're in 1988. Well, and we haven't done enough 80s on this podcast. We haven't. And this not is nearly uh, enough. Not nearly enough. And to be honest, it's not like we're dipping in hard, really, because all we've done is a Metallica album. So we talked about heavy metal and we're about to talk about a gangster rap album that set off the 90s. But, you know, we'll get there one day. We will do a a good 80s episode one day. But Adam, you're going to talk to us about 1988, right? 1988, a year in the decade of decadence. Oh, that, that's what they, apparently the 80s are called. I don't, that's what oh. Absolute 80s Radio, that's what they say in their little promos. So kicking it off, uh, Australia, in 1988, Australia celebrated its bicentennial, um, which is quite incredible. I believe that's 200 years. Is that correct? Should oh, of them existing? I believe so. Oh. That, yeah, so it's quite incredible. I think... Who lived there before? The Aboriginal aborigine people um so so it had a different name probably i don't know i don't know what it was called in uh in aboriginal language um but yeah we basically we They sent the prisoners we sent our prisoners there um yeah um and it became a bit of a a place to send your miscreants but then they the riffraff the riffraff um but then they kind of flourished and created their own communities and then more people emigrated there don't know why because it is the devil's playground where mm-hmm. he keeps all mm-hmm. of his weird animals um like scorpions and spiders so spiders the size ev- of your head everything wants to kill you mm-hmm. but it's the constant but people keep going there yeah, people giving that, but it's the place that gave us Steve Irwin, and that is a man I'm deeply in love with, and the world misses every day. Mm. Who's but your is... favourite Australian guys? Steve, you Irwin, Steve so. Irwin. You're both good, Steve Irwin. No, Steve Irwin. Oh, so <laughs> Robert, Robert, Irwin. who is the most pure, beautiful he's soul beautiful. on this planet. I, you will never change around. Yeah, he's he's taken over from his dad in a beautiful way, and I, I really stunning. like how, and it makes me cry watching him. How they're do I just not know about this guy? Robert Irwin. <sighs> look at him. Look him up. He's and he's so, he puts his heart and soul into it. He's just so gorgeous. Again, just it. like his dad. He's beautiful. Oh. A crocodile hunter. Oh. God bless the Irwins. God bless. <sighs> um, I was going to say Holly Valance, but you know. Oh, <laughs> we, <Hello. laughs> The only reason to watch Neighbours in the early 2000s. Am I right? There was no reason Shush. to watch Neighbours. Absolutely. Uh, Toadie oh, was pretty great. Toadie, Toadie's still on it, as far as I'm aware. Cover. Um, I will say, though, right, here's here's a quick one. Which has the better opening theme, Home and Away or Neighbours? Because I think Home and Away might beat it. So Neighbours is a better show, but Home and Away, Home and Away does have a better theme song. What's the theme song? Don't let me go. Beautiful. I'm not gonna do, it. but the whole like closer each day. 
Home and away. It's beautiful. <laughs> no, when, the, isn't it? when good neighbors the neighbors become is, good that's friends. That's when good neighbors. Baby. <laughs> You're putting your heart and soul into that. <laughs> That'd be great for editing later. Thanks, Chris. Neighbors. Yeah. Although Neighbors has produced more stars. Mm. Uh, Holly Valance, as we said. Jason yeah. Donovan. Hello. Kylie Minogue, a oh, woman man. I would still marry. Oh, I just forget about that. I'm in you love with Kylie. Marry. If it's still on the cards, Kylie. Kylie's She's old enough to be my mum, but Kylie is <laughs> incredible. Absolute spice. Um, <laughs> Absolute spice. <laughs> she is that. Are you sure you want to go on record on this podcast saying that? Say that. Yep, Kylie Minogue. Absolute spice. Absolute spice. Um, one of the middle Hemsworth brothers was on Neighbours. Uh, not Chris. The middle. Liam, the one that no one knows one. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's the youngest, actually. I think Chris is the middle. Um, but I'm pretty sure Chris Hemsworth was on Home and Away. Welcome to Elvanila, the podcast that is meant to be talking about NWA and gangster rap. But it's talking about Neighbours instead. An Australian soap. Absolutely. Which for some reason is one of the big was one of the biggest things in the UK at one point. So good. It was great. Um I think the Australian Prime Minister might be the best thing to come out of Australia, to be honest. Because she's just doing bits. Is it her oh. or is it the New Zealand one? Oh, I don't know. The cool one. The New she's Zealand one, she's Jacinda something or other. New yeah, she's yes. the New Zealand one. Oh she's, sorry, Australia. She's madness. She's incredible. Um she like took maternity leave and then came back or whatever or I, I don't know but she was like mad she was great she's incredible and she's like she's just shouting down sexists in parliament she's just the only person that knows how to run a country it seems that way especially in these times have you seen all have you seen all those not new zealand oh that's it have you seen all those gigs that are happening in new zealand mm -hmm. they're all dancing to how bizarre and there's thousands of them and uh, Another, she thing just not, life? another great thing not to come out of Australia but New Zealand how bizarre <laughs> but then Australia as well is uh, pretty COVID free they, they're straight on it if anyone like uh, they have two cases and they lock down a whole like county it's mad yeah. so. but they've always been like you're not getting in why are you trying to get in they're very yeah why are you here another UK staple Australian border force we love that on Sky mm. One. Mm, oh that's absolutely. good so but they're good. the real winners COVID why are you trying to get in not getting in no. And just to finish that, mm. Married at First Sight Australia is the best thing I've ever watched. <laughs> it's the best <laughs> thing I've ever watched. That we is have... such a not you thing to enjoy, but you love it. Honestly, it's the sickest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best show. I, w I wasn't expecting to like it. And we started on Series 6, we went back to Series 5, and we're about to start Season 4. You know what I mean? Like... We're working, our way, <laughs> we're working our way backwards because we didn't think we'd like it. So we're, we're you know what I mean? Fair, fair. It's honestly the best thing I've ever watched. I'll be honest, so good. I didn't, with that fact, I didn't think we were going to go so deep into Australia. Yeah. But I love the fact that we did. <laughs> Big fan. And just to end on that, me and Libby, my girlfriend, are going away on holiday. Uh, and we're going to Anglesey. To Australia? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, well, this is where we're going. So we're going to Anglesey, which is a little, island, a little island just off Wales. <laughs> Love it, it's great. Well, so she's like, Oh, just search things to do in Anglesey on like online. I'm like, great, let's do that. I type it in, I spell it wrong, and I'm like, Oh, there's this beach, there's a nature reserve. Great, it's an Anglesey in Australia, isn't it? Uh... <laughs> oh. Mate, I'll give you the places in Anglesey. I've been on all day a few times. 
please do. Newborough Beach. Um, Newborough Beach. Oh, he's getting a year right now. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> we only talk right on the podcast. It. You know what I mean? Sorry, I forget. It's not like we're related. And you have my number. I forget. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll save them. Okay, I, read I heard it. it. I, I, heard it. Them. I want to know. I want to know. Fish and chips. No, I've got, <laughs> I've got a lot of facts. I've got. I've got a lot of facts about 1988. <laughs> no, go for it. I've got a lot of other points that we can waffle on. <laughs> 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 So, in 1988, a new drug called crack <laughs> appears in many areas <laughs> of the U.S., uh, mostly in poorer areas with a mostly non-white population. Thanks, President Reagan <laughs> and the CIA, who helped funnel that in. Uh, yeah, so the crack pandemic starts, essentially, or, yeah, so. That was, like, the whitest history of drugs. <laughs> a new drug called crack came. <laughs> You could work for the BBC doing things like that. That's it's good. Uh, hit me up. Um, I love it. Radio or, or TV. I'm happy to do either. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's any crack on Anglesey, just to, you know, <laughs> can't help you there, sorry. Can't say. <laughs> Morris Castle. Just crack um, The English pound note in 1988 ceases to be legal tender. We used to have pound notes. Wow. Can you imagine? Much like I imagine the dollar bill. The dollar um, bill. But now, which I would quite like them back. I'd like a pound note because I just feel like my wallet would look a lot thicker if it was pound notes instead of pound coins. I feel like they're harder to lose. Yeah. Um, Can't put it in a trolley though. No. Very no, difficult. This is, true. <laughs> this is true. I've already, already had to get rid of all my old pounds to put in a trolley. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that went really smooth, though. I was expecting a big a, a cluster. Yeah. A cluster headache. But no, it went very smooth, that transition. It did. Hey, we can do some things. Um, I tell you what, one of the best things that ever happened to the UK happened in 1988, let me tell you. Laws restricting opening times for UK pubs are changed, allowing pubs to stay open all day. All day. Come on. All day. All day. All day. I thought that was always a thing. Honest. No, no. So they used to never open on a Sunday, and um, I'm pretty sure they used to open when like at like five, six o'clock only, um, and that's obviously a lot of the time, especially in Liverpool, when dockers used to get off work, and there are lots of stories, of lots of, um, they used to get paid weekly, and like people tell stories about how when they got off work on the docks, their wives would be waiting for them. They'd be like, right, hand over your money, hand over your pay. They take take the pay, rifle through it take what they needed for the shopping and like, you know, food, stuff like that. And then they would give their husbands money to spend in the pub, which I love as just to make sure that their husbands weren't spending all the money in the pub. He used to wait at the docker gates, just like, right, hand that over. Here's your two bob. Go get drunk. Come back later. Whatever. It's great. Love that. Um, I've also put a note in here. Uh, There's something that's been going around on social media and I fully believe it. I believe Everyone in Britain of drinking age and younger, to be fair, everyone in Britain could outdrink everyone in America, hands down, under the table. I believe it. Big, and we've got like such a smaller population, don't care. We would drink them under the table, fully believe it. I believe it. I, I don't drink, <laughs> I only but drink I still whiskey. reckon you could take I, I reckon but as every, a country, as a country, <laughs> they would pick up our slack. Yeah, but we'd pick up, we'd pick up your slack. But I, you know, Grace, you can knock a few gins back. I've seen it. 
believe it. I reckon. I have a, a bottle of wine with me tea every night. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've I've never drank enough whiskey where I wake up in the morning, like turning. But I have drank a substantial amount of whiskey. This <laughs> You know what you I mean? So you can drink so that champion over there. Nah, but you know, I have one pint of beer and I'm like, oh, take me home quick. I think it's a tipple a tipple of choice because not everyone's a beer drinker. Not me. But you know, I just think anytime America wants it, we'll give it to them. Bring it on. Um binge culture. We are such a bingy culture. You know what I mean? It's the worst over there. We are the embarrassment of Europe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we are. We're the honestly. English people on tour are just garbage. That's why World Cups are just an embarrassment. Honestly, England fans are the worst type of people. Awful. I love our football team, but I don't love our football fans, tell you. Yeah, just pretty embarrassing. But if there was to be some national competition for drinking, we'd beat them. (laughs) Uh, And then if the Germans came along, we'd we'd and Russians would be screwed because they, (laughs) you know, they're just bad. So, um, yeah. Bit of fun. So, also, the first transatlantic fiber optic cable was laid, uh, and that was able to carry 40,000 phone calls simultaneously, mm. which is mad. So, that's that's why you can ring America, yeah. So, you couldn't ring America oh, before yeah. 1988, you could, you could, um, because there's been undersea cables for a long time, I think, wow. since possibly pre war, um. Oh, yeah. Because people could yeah, send, they like, used to talk, right? You know, trans... Um, what are they called? Tran- Traniograms? No. What are they called? <laughs> trans- Translators? Isn't that no. something you get when... Uh, All you... I can think is an enneagram. <laughs> yeah. All I can think of is sending a rude yes to a number we, uh, and you get a, we... trani- a traniogram. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is rude. So. Um, and inappropriate. So yeah. Anyway. A, a tippy tap. A tippy tap. A tippy. Why we sound so uneducated right now? It's like Very the first well, one. Morse code. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but the but it's like oh telegram. Telegram. Oh. Oh. I say it in an old timey voice. Telegram here. You it's said telegram. <laughs> but it but it is mad though, isn't it? That there's no. Uh, this is silly, but there are wires that go all the way. Yeah. That is long... mental. Yeah. I never thought is. about that. It's crazy. I am. Yeah. So. And now we use satellites anyway. No, I mean now it's pointless. Now we've gone up and just bounce radio waves off mirrors in the sky. That's essentially what a satellite is. That's what's weird. Satellite's just a big mirror, technically in the sky. You bounce a couple of radio waves off it, it goes down. And still, my Wi-Fi signal's bad. Thanks, PC. <laughs> um, speaking of science, like we just were, Stephen Hawking <laughs> publishes his uh, incredible book, A Brief History of Time. Um, which is, I believe is a real page turner. Um, Stephen Hawking, one of the best minds ever. Um, also in technology, laser eye surgery was invented in the US. Can you imagine? Imagine being the first person to kind of go through laser eye surgery and it working and just being like flipping it. This is incredible. <laughs> Would you like to know about some famous people born in 1988? Oh, I would love to. I bet we're going to be shocked by some of these people. Maybe, but I also think this is one of the strongest years for people born. There are some real heavy hitters of celebrity. That's cool because it's not the strongest year for music, as we'll find out. But uh, <laughs> there you go. You know. Let me tell you, hitting off first Oscar winner, I believe, or at least Oscar nominated, Emma Stone. Brilliant. 
Um, I thought their name was Oscar Winner. I was like, I don't know who Oscar Winner is. <laughs> Oscar Winner. Um, <laughs> yeah, Emma Stone, brilliant. Emma Stone, heavy hitter. Hayley Williams from the incredible wow. band Paramore. Brilliant. Paramore. Paramore. Rihanna. Another oh, heavy hitter. Absolute incredible. Uh, another brilliant actor, Michael Sarah. Or Sarah. Brilliant. Uh, one of, if not the best footballer to ever grace the Premier League. Oh, I'm bored already. Sergio Aguero. <laughs> oh, the best foreign player to ever play in the Premier League, in my opinion. Hey, Adam, you know, five years ago, he mm. said, I'm not leaving Manchester City until we win the Champions League. Yeah. And then this season, he said, I'm leaving. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> they're not, because well, they haven't won it. <laughs> no, that's not because that's not why he's leaving. That's not why he's leaving. His contract is running up. Yeah. And he was like, I want to play more first team football. And but he still like, would have won it. We can't promise that. Hey, he we're still in it, by the way. Yeah, we right. beat Dortmund in the first leg. Sorry, everyone who's not into football, into soccer, whatever you want to call it. Matt, we're still still in the first leg. Well right? We just beat Dortmund. Well two one. The could first still win. leg. Yeah, it's over two legs. Oh. You play okay. <laughs> you play two full games. <laughs> there you go. We're still in it. Brilliant. So, yeah. uh, and then the final person that I've picked out here, born in 1988, um, probably the most talented in this list, Adele. Wow, Adele. Wow. What a voice. Adele and Rihanna are the same age. Adele, Rihanna and Hayley Williams. Just a big year for big voices. How much, sir? Wow. Yeah. Um, and that is some stuff about 1988 who's your favourite out of Adele Rihanna Adele oh, okay hey, <laughs> Hayley Hayley Williams. Williams Hayley Williams yeah Adele is a very close second Adele's Adele person wise you know what I mean but she has the best wise. personality out of them all she's a, like the best banter yeah like you pick her as your mate no doubt yeah, yeah. but Hayley Williams she is so underrated Oh yeah, her. She has like this voice is insane. Her a cappella version of um, "Still Into You" is Classic. is absolutely incredible. She can just hit notes that don't even exist. Ex- exactly, singing to dogs and everything. <laughs> Do you want to know some albums that came out this year? Please. I couldn't find that many that were that good, to be honest. But um, <laughs> "Rattle and Hum" by U two, not that good. But still pretty good. All I want is yours on that. Very good. They do a version of uh, Helter Skelter. That's pretty good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Adam doesn't think so. Just leave it to the original, fellas. <laughs> um, Trace Chapman's self-titled debut album. Brilliant. Amazing album. Trace Should be Chapman. on this list. Tracy, Tracy. Has that, got, has that got Fast Car on it? Yeah. And talking about a revolution? Yeah. Should be on it. And, Should, and. It should be on this list. What's the other one? Sorry. So that's on there too. Say, it's not Neil Young. Baby, can I, can I hold you? Say, baby, can I hold you tonight? Ooh, in the round where you be man. Brilliant. Honestly, so good, isn't it? Um, I'm just going to write it in my songs that didn't. Arms <laughs> uh, that didn't make it. This. Um, the Traveling Wilburys, Volume One. Should be in it. Should be in that. You know list. what? The best supergroup of all time. 
If I was to think of an album that was the opposite of the one we're listening to today, <laughs> it would be the Traveling Wilburys Volume One. Oh, the Although some of their lyrics are a bit dirty. You know what I mean? Not like, not like <coughs> this not like, album. Not like this album. Oh, I love the Traveling Wilburys so much. So good, aren't they? So uh, New Jersey by Bon Jovi. Who cares? Um, and Sunshine on Leith by uh, The Proclaimers. <laughs> Got it, lads. Yeah. And so there you go. So let's take a break. And then we're going to talk about Straight Out of Compton. Amazing. Welcome back. We're going to talk about Straight Out of Compton, which is the debut album by rap group NWA, which was led by Easy E. Uh, and they are from Compton in LA. And they kind of formed in early 1987. And they released this through Ruthless Records, which is Easy E's label, a year later. And the album was produced by uh, Dr. Dre, who is in. Uh, NWA and DJ Yella and the Arabian Prince uh, and with lyrics written by Ice Cube and MC Ren and uh, there was also The Doc or the DOC as he is called and also uh, Easy E rapping on it too and just something something else nothing like this had ever been seen before this album and so this is um, obviously rap at this time has come from the East Coast and it's all from like the Bronx and New York, New York City. And here we are on the West Coast. And when you hear about like East Coast, West Coast, this is the beginnings of that. And so Compton isn't a place that music comes out of. And, you know, in the film, if you've seen the film Straight Out of Compton, did either of you watch the film? I was meaning to, but I didn't. Cool. <laughs> Did I can't not. say I did. I can't <laughs> say I did. <laughs> well, a line in that is, you know, nothing good has ever come out of Compton or, you know, this kind of music doesn't come out of Compton. And that is the case, you know, it's it's like, it does, it's like if it all comes from London and suddenly Liverpool, it comes from there. It's that kind of divide really uh, in this country. And this, Compton's a pretty rough place to live. And so street violence is a big part of what they talk about. Um, this is the beginnings and early, like just formations of gangster rap. There's a lot of um, anti-establishment lyrics. Um, yeah, with the F the Police, uh, which was a big song, which actually got them a, you know, the FBI gave them a warning about it, and so this led them to be to call themselves the most dangerous band in the world. And you know what? I think that's pretty dangerous, isn't it? I don't know any other bands. To that, that you know, we like the Beatles, so this is quite different than that. Um, and so you know, this album Straight Out Compton wouldn't be played on radios, but it was still be- like went platinum and was still still became the biggest thing, and that was unheard of. And so it wouldn't get on the radio, and it but it would still draw massive crowds. Um, and you just saw from this time, you know, at this time. You know, rap is a bit safer. You know, it doesn't talk about all these things. And I'm sure there's elements of it that do. But but at the NWA were just something else. Could just another breed of things. And when you think about like Tupac uh, and Biggie Smalls, uh, that, that is a few years away. But the foundations were laid here uh, when talking about this album. 
And so why don't we talk about it? Um, I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, Grace, do you want to go first? Do you want to tell us what you think? Yeah, first, guys. And it doesn't allow me to assess the situation. Um, <laughs> but I'll go first. Yeah, you get to set the temperature. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to talk about the music. The, the, like, I, I guess the, the sonic I think side of things. That's probably fair, in it? So, should we talk about the music and then we'll talk mm. about some of the like politics and stuff and like lyrics mm. and stuff? After lyrics, that. Yeah. Does that sound I'm good? Gonna, yeah, yeah. Can we ignore the lyrics first of all? <laughs> we'll just we'll find a way. <laughs> so, I guess sonically, yeah. The samples that are being used. The beats, catchy, groovy, tapping, tip tapping my foot along, nodding my little white head along, you know. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, funky beats, you know, funky beats. Yeah. Exactly what again they had in mind when they were making this album. Yeah. Me finding their beats funky. Um, I thought it was interesting um uh, to know that for their kick drum they used a Roland. TRH08. That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's the um, beginning that deep, of people that using based. that. You know, an 808 yeah. isn't a thing before this, really. Mm. But yeah. especially in like this genre. But now every album you listen to, every album that we've listened to, uh, the tip hop has included an 808 beat on it. You know, mm. even some of the, yeah, yeah. all the pop stuff that we looked at. Like the Ariana Grande stuff, you know, everything we've listened to that is modern has had an 808 on it. And these guys started that. Uh, love a deep bass thump. Um, yeah, all, all, yeah, the samples, everything, I'm feeling it, the riffs going on. There's yeah. a lot of, of openings to the songs that music wise are pretty good. Laying down some good stuff. Um, it's easy if you ignore the lyrics. It's an it's an easy listen musically, sonically speaking. Um, it's quite contrast, yeah. isn't it? I think the lyrics are are, are a big contract to the yes. music. I think yeah, the music yeah, yeah. sounds like like LA West Coast yeah. proper yeah. vibey. Yeah, and the lyrics are not proper vibey, really. <laughs> Yeah. And so all to be honest, with the exception of the last song, which is just an absolute, I don't know why it's on the album. It's just like a, it's a very strange thing going on in that last song. Is that something to dance to? Something to dance to, yeah. Did you love that? Oh, you love that? Yeah. I hated I that. Uh, yeah, that was I my least favourite. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Sly and the Family Stone? Well, it's everything just... else I loved, but that I was like... Yeah. Just not feeling it. I felt they ruined it at the end there. They could have just chopped that one off, lowers the whole tone. <laughs> musically speaking um but yeah generally just focusing on the music yeah pretty pretty impressive they're doing pretty good stuff and and as you say um you know a lot of of the the bass um and and the the rhythms that you hear in pop music you know originate here and it's and it's pretty good pretty much you know can't complain it is doing some good stuff musically Brilliant. Yeah. And then, do, do we want to say anything else 
musically, Adam, anything musically that you you kind of um, picked up? Just to go through a, a list of some of the the things and, and people who were sampled. Brilliant. Quite an extensive. Steve Miliband, which sounds like a politician, like the, <laughs> Steve, the Steve Miller Band. <laughs> um, James Brown, the Beastie Boys, Sly and the Family Stone, the Isley Brothers, Wilson Picker, just to name a few. They even sample or resample some of their previous songs in this album, mm. and they just kind of redo them into mm. later songs. Like, you know, it might just be something simple, like a little hi-hat or something that's in a in a previous song. They'll just put it back into this one. And I just think it's real. It's it's the groundwork. It's where, I guess, Dre, Dr. Dre, starts to learn about all of his sampling techniques. And, and he's really responsible for kind of keyboard and drum drum pads on this album. And then if you listen to later stuff that Dre's involved with, especially the, the Eminem stuff, like, obviously, the Eminem stuff is great and sounds really good. And I guess that's because Dre has learned all of that in his time with the NWA, um, which I think is great. Um, so it, it lays the groundwork, like we've said, for all the future modern stuff now that we listen to with the 808s, but also all the stuff that was to later come with Eminem, like you said, with Biggie, with Tupac, all of that is such an influence on on the uh, the rap music scene. Yeah. I think Dr. Dre is like, uh, I'm going to be a bit hyperbole here, but is like what Miles Davis is to jazz. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What Paul McCartney fair. and what John Lennon are to like indie. What and Bob Dylan is to singer-songwriters. Yeah. You know, like literally just setting some groundwork that no one else could do. And set, mm. like I... After this, I was like, I understand Dr. Dre now. You know what I mean? I've understood that he's been around for a long time, but I've never understood why. But then after this, I was like, ah, I see. This guy's pretty sick. You know what I mean? He like, he, you know, everyone goes, oh, there's this thing at the moment where if you're on Instagram and you make beats, you know what I mean? And like, (laughs) you look all cool or whatever. But but the all these people on Instagram are making beats that are so whack compared to what Dr. Dre was doing like thirty years ago. You know what I mean? On all mm. like original equipment. I I just think I, there's a lot of bad stuff to be said about him as well. And I tell you, in that film, I watched Straight Out of Compton, and he comes across amazing. <laughs> there's not one bad thing about Dr. Dre in that film. <laughs> Right, like his his brother dies and he's all compassionate and sad, right? And that is sad, but you know, it, it's all like, oh, look at how life has affected him. And then later on, he leaves the NWA. There's nothing said about it. He just leaves and there's no problem. And then, <laughs> and Suge Knight is all the problem, but it's not. Do- and then Suge, like Dr. Dre just stands up to him. And, you know, it, he just comes across so clean. Proper glorified. And then you look at his Wikipedia, right? And he ain't clean. <laughs> he just ain't clean. You know, and, he, and a lot of like the violence that we see and the misogyny that we see across his album, you know, is <laughs> in his life too. You know what I mean? So, uh, but musically, just unbelievably good, you know, because he did it originally, then he does it with 50 Cent and Eminem. Mm. And he just keeps doing it. He keeps doing it. And he does it with The Chronic as well with his debut album. And, you know, he's in his 50s now and he's still doing it. You know what I mean? But anyway, should we talk about some of the um, 
I don't think I have anything to say musically except for that I loved it. I thought musically. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, mm. So some of the themes, some of the lyrical themes. So, um, you know, the glorifying violence, the misogyny, the anti-establishment um, feelings. Who who wants to go on this? Adam, do you want to go on this first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, I don't have a problem with the lyrics. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because... And it, it all comes from the fact that uh, from the get-go, to me, I mean, straight away, the opener is so aggressive and so kind of raw, you know. And if you didn't know who the NWA was uh, before, you, you certainly know who they are at the end of that first Straight Outta Compton. Um, and, and then, you know, it's aggressive in tone. The drums are aggressive. We talked about the music, obviously. And, yeah, the lyrics are aggressive. And, and to us three... You know, yes, we've heard bad language before and we're around bad language in our day-to-day lives probably, but my goodness, we've not heard anything like this. So, of course, to us, it it, it, it sounds wrong on the ear. It's it's a bit aggressive. It's a bit confrontational. These, these boys grew up with it. This is their life. This is natural to them. And so, of course, they're going to speak like this because it's how they've been spoken to and how they've grown grown up um so i i don't have a problem with it because it's who they are and i think that's great and i think that's what makes this album kind of unique rap before this you listen to the beastie boys again another group of white boys and you listen to i mean public enemy were around at this time and they were kind of doing all this but yeah this same year they had an album out so it's it's just them expressing you know who they are and and i you know and i like aggressive songs from time to time you know, it's why when I listen to some heavy metal songs or something like that, I like how aggressive musically it is. Lyrically, it's not as aggressive, but musically it is. So I, I don't mind the aggressiveness, but, you know, these guys have got something to say and they don't care about your middle-class white sensibilities or your, you know, middle-class whatever sensibilities. They don't, they don't care about it because they've been... They, they want to tell you that they're, um, you know, they're underrepresented, they're poor... They're angry at the authorities. Fuck the police. With the second song, kind of says it all. You know, the whole thing enacts out stories that they've probably told them, you know, been involved in themselves about how they've been profiled just because of the colour of the skin, because they're driving a car that might be a bit nicer than what they're expected to drive, because they're just walking about. They've been targeted because of, and it's mad how nothing's changed. This is that's still it. happening today across, across you know in the UK and the US. So, and that's why it's kind. Of, these songs are kind of important because it's, you know, and and yeah, it's shocking to hear, but it's, you should be shocked because it's still happening, and it doesn't make sense to us, but it's, for them, it's their it's their reality. Young black men and women are still being targeted and killed by police because of the color of their skin. Um, yeah. And it sits uncomfortable with us and it sits uncomfortable with a lot of people and it should. And so I think it's right that the lyrics also sit uncomfortably with us. Yeah. I think it's it's art representing life and life representing art and all that. Um, yeah, so I, I understand that we're going to talk about how it's uncomfortable, the lyrics and stuff, but I think that it's a good thing and I think it, yeah, I think it's not just... Uh, more the swearing, the, the misogyny and stuff. I, that is that is uncalled for and that is wrong. But it, again, it's still part of their life, 
and it's still yeah. what they've been shown and it's not right. I'm not excusing it. But I think more of the you know, some of the swearing and stuff and, and language yeah, I think I think it's it's fine because it's representing who they are and yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, Probably. it does make sense. And I, I think what has to be said is that like it it is bad. So so like this album is a catalyst for a lot of violence and bad behavior in the hip hop scene and something that we didn't haven't really seen anything close to an end to until we get to people like Stormzy and Kid Cudi and get to we've talked about, you know, and talking about I want to leave the world a better place for my children. Not I want to leave loads of money for my children so they don't have to be poor like me, but I want to leave the world a better place. So they have, so there is an ownership of being a catalyst for that violence. You know, there were plenty of rappers that died or, or black people for that instance because of gang violence, because of gangster rap. Having said that, I feel like those people are held accountable, whereas corrupt institutions aren't held accountable. And so, you know, if the police comes about because the police are corrupt and are treating black men in a way that they wouldn't treat white men, you know what I mean? And they are treating poor people in a way that they don't treat rich people, you know, and that's corrupt and that's bad. And that's not what they're there to do. And they're not there to, to, um, well, we see it now. What you said before, Adam is totally true at the top of my road today, right? Um, or maybe this week, it was this week, it wasn't today, was a um, kill the bill protest, right? Mm. And when I was coming up, my, like I live in the centre of town, so when I was coming out, I was like, wow, look at all these crowds. And then I saw like, oh yeah, this is happening in this country at the moment because of corrupt policemen, do you know what I mean? And because a policeman killed a woman um, and then, you know, whatever happened after that, but the protests after that were shut down who were just women who were, you know, doing the right thing and protesting against, you know, women being killed and the corrupt policemen. And they got shut down against, for no reason, for absolutely no reason, do you know what I mean, on Clapham Common. And really, the news and media shut it down very quickly and we didn't hear very much of it the day after or the day after that. And so we are still dealing with corrupt institutions. That's not to say all institutions are corrupt or all police forces are corrupt. But it is something that we're still dealing with today. So, you know, these this band, I think, have dealt have been dealt a heavy hand with that stuff. You know what I mean? They have they have been it's been pushed back in their face by I think the police. You know, we saw last year, didn't we? The police have never owned up to it. There's yeah. never been a reform, really, a proper good reform of policing in the US hmm. uh, or in the UK. And and the trial of the 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 police officer who murdered George Floyd is is still ongoing or is going on very recently, mm-hmm. you know and yeah it's 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 mad how we're a year on from that like you just said Matt and and nothing's really changed there's not been mm-hmm. really any justice and it's, and it's still ongoing in fact more instances of it have happened and will probably continue to happen unless you know and that's why I think mm-hmm. I think in a few years time you're going to get more more albums kind of like this album, like yeah. NWA's this, you know, yeah. that have that 
angry tone on them, and and it's a, it's quite a righteous anger, in in a, in a way. It is. We talk about anger in a in a way that's obviously like, I, I think anger is more than one dimension. There's obviously like being angry just you know because you're angry, but there's also like we say righteous anger, <laughs> anger against injustice and stuff. And I think this album, not all of it, but this anger has this album has a lot of righteous anger on it. Yeah. And redemptive violence, we talked about this already, but doesn't work. The myth of redemptive violence, it is a a myth and it isn't going to work. And, you know, it's been 33 years since this album came out. That's crazy, you know what I mean, to have not seen Mm. much change. Can can any of us say that in 33 years we'll have seen much more change? You know what I mean? Because in 2,000 years, you know, just celebrated Easter, you know, the, the killing of an innocent man by Roman rule, you know, the Romans had this thing, peace through victory. The reason it's peace through victory is because everybody who disagreed <laughs> is dead. You know what I mean? So that's what happened 2,000 years ago. This is what happened 30 years ago. And this is what happened last year in this in this world, you know what I mean, in the West. And so we do need to see some changes, and I, I think we will. You know, I'm I'm hopeful for a better future. I'm not, I have very little hope that it's going to be in my lifetime. But I, I have hope that, you know, we can move forward and we can be um, positive changes so there's a lot to be talked about isn't there and yeah there's a lot of lyrics that are bad on this album as well and the misogyny and yeah I don't know Grace have you got anything to add? Um, No I mean pretty much what I was going to say has been said already you know I I agree that as as much as the language that they use you know we all know I don't like swearing in general um but you know the f the police and things like that you know i agree yeah. you know they've been they've been treated um absolutely horrendously all th- throughout history um and they're angry about it and i and i will be too um and you know and but, well and i don't think that same thinking can be applied to all of them like you said the way that they speak about women is it isn't just objectifying that, you know, when we talk about Drake and people like that, it is, it is beyond that. And it is violent and it is as a woman to listen to, it it was actually quite scary for me to listen to. So I don't think, so the whole, you know, that's their, you know, that's their life and that's what they've been around. doesn't fly there because I don't know. It's not so true. That is so true. And that's it, isn't it? They do need mm. to be held accountable for that. And yeah. and that's where we've said that hip hop has a lot to own up to, you know, because Drake's still doing it. You know, this mm. was the beginning of that. And and yeah. it just it could have been a better way. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that is the problem with rap, is that it's unapologetic. And to a certain extent, we should all be unapologetic ourselves, unless the things we're being unapologetic about are just plain morally not good at all. Mm. You know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You can't be like, sorry, but this is just what I think about women if it's yeah. that way, you know what I mean? Um so yeah, so there are there are aspects that I think, you know, are that their lyrics are understandable. Um but yeah, there are aspects that are definitely not and I agree yeah. that they, they they shouldn't have been plays on the radio and, and things like that. And there's so yeah. many layers to it, aren't there? Like mm-hmm. socio political layers to all yeah. of this stuff. 
And like, yeah. I think we could talk all day. And I think there's there's good el- there's really good elements and there's really bad. And it's a polarizing mm. album, and that's yeah, yeah. the way it should be, you know. And and I think um, I think we definitely should live in this gray area within this album where. You know, you're not like it's great or it's bad, or you know, it, it's, mm. there's some that's really good and there's some that's really bad. There's some yeah. that can be excused and there's some stuff you can't excuse. You know, mm. I mm. think that's really true. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think I'm, it, it it seems to be a theme that there's so much opportunity for rap in particular to be such an avenue for a positive art in dealing with political issues. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we keep coming across albums that like had the potential to have that impact and then they ruin it by also including stuff that just Yeah. But I, but I reckon I reckon twenty years ago you'd have never had half of like that gets album was pretty you know, it was very introspective mm. and very looking forward. And that Kid Cudi album was the, was the same. Like, this is what mm. I've done wrong. This is what I'm owning up to. This is where I want to go to. I'm I'm all here for that. I'm all here. We've always talked about, like, honest lyrics, but not of a bravado nature, you know what I mean? Like, mm. real honest lyrics. And I don't think 20 years ago, I mean, if you think about, like, what was coming out then, like, you know, at the, at the turn of the millennium, like, you know, Dr. Dre again, um, 50 Cent, Eminem. Eminem was as violent as the rest like Mm -hmm. just just terrible but but I don't see as violent albums like that in the top 20 like that you know I might Mm. I might be wrong but I Mm. um yeah they're definitely still of a sexual nature you know I mean they're definitely still talking about a lot of um promiscuous things but Mm. um yeah it's definitely and the tables have just turned now with female rappers who will speak exactly the same about men yeah that's it yeah because because they said well we haven't had a voice so we're going to use it but yeah. this is a chance to use that for, <laughs> positively isn't it's it it's way, really yeah. hard it's it's hard to say to someone well you should use that positively when you know they've been on the the brunt yeah. of it yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but um yeah i mean i haven't said all that I, I did really like this album. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I did like listening to it. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I tell you now, I I did a um an essay on this album in or this um this culture in college, right? And I remember just everyone being like really um closed minded about all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? And like like they were talking about Easy E and like some of his history and like he died really young at the age of thirty. And he died of AIDS. And I remember them jokes going around about him being gay. And he was never gay, you know, but he caught AIDS from a partner, you know, from his partner or from someone he'd been with. But still 20 years later, we're making gay jokes about someone who wasn't, but had but the reason they think he is is because he has a hey, HIV. And um <laughs> I remember I remember thinking like that is so close-minded and ignorant, you know what I mean? I, and I'm glad we we're getting through some of those things, and we're moving past some of those things. I remember the teacher making a joke. You know what I mean? Like, just ridiculous, absolutely it's uncomfortable, ignorant. Isn't it? Very uncomfortable. And so, so I'm I really feel like we're moving forward with some of this stuff. And you know, even even that stuff and like how minorities dealt with epidemics like that in America and got no help. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's a whole other bag, isn't it? That's a whole other world yeah. of, um, yeah. I think it's, were you going to say something else? Yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it's just incredible how it's, uh, I, I think one reason why it's, it's something you alluded to before, I was going to say, it's the reason why it does, I guess, deserve a place on this list is because of it being a catalyst for, you know, musically, like we said with the 808, and then some of the some of the social, shining a light on the social differences in, you know, in class, in race, in, you know, culture, everything like that, that showing those differences and spawning a different genre. I think that's why it, I guess it deserves yeah. a place on this list. Hey, whether it's good or bad, the change I made, it still was a massive catalyst, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad, you yeah, know, absolutely. and there's a lot of stuff to work through and that's, that's like most work, but, you know, maybe, I I think, you know, the culture of the time, the governments of the time have so much, you know, the policing of the time have so much to answer to that they mm-hmm. never will, that they never, ever will. Um, And I, I used to work on a council estate in Manchester Rice and the only... Well, I've worked on a few estates. I worked in one in Liverpool as well, but the only job prospect you have if you come from them estates is to be a drug dealer. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that, is, that is it. If you want to make some money, and we're not talking about, like, becoming a millionaire. We're just talking about, like, making a decent living for your family. Because the schooling is so crap. Because, you know, you're, the way you've been brought up and your home life. I, I remember going into a house rise and there was no carpet on the floor of, of this house that this kid lived in mm. and there were floorboards missing because they would they would put the money underneath the floorboards and so when they needed to get out and run out they'd rip the floorboards up that was previous like tenants mm. and these new tenants just had to move in with no floorboards in the whole house mm. you know, like how is a kid meant to grow up in that you know how are they meant to learn from a parent who also grew up in that and had a bad school and, and didn't get the help that they needed and so on. And just before you know it, you're into so many like generations of issues. Mm. So, so it isn't just that like, you know, that's, so some of those kids became drug dealers, you know what I mean? And some of those kids ended up dying from that, but it's because they, mm. in that circumstance, they literally knew no better. It's in that circumstance. It was the only way they could make some money. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, so, so what is the government doing about this? And, you know, talking about like the, at the time, you know, the, the American government and crack and, you know, the bleed, the, 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 um, driving that through poorer communities, um, absolutely atrocious and terrible behavior, really. Um, that people don't, don't get held accountable to do they? So, um, one day we're coming at your bodice, going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Right, tell you what. Um, another just one more thing. Hmm. I loved Easy E's rapping. Yeah, <laughs> it was Easy different. E and Ice Cube, I think. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. When I was telling Beck, like she was like, "Oh, who's this rapping?" I was like, "Oh, this is Ice Cube," and she's like, huh, "Ice Cube." And we like kind of go, <laughs> "Yeah, that is a bit of a stupid name in it," but at the time, it's like it's not. Um, and it's mad when you like. I just see Ice Cube now as a as an actor. Yeah, that's all I, you know, 21, 22 Jim Street, you know, Ride Along Friday, which is one of his earlier films, which is a great film, but I, I don't see him as a rapper. 
So I just I think that's quite a funny shift. That's true. <sighs> yeah, you can't you don't watch him imagining yeah. that that's the way that he used to be. But his rapping's sick. Mm, like so it's weird. actually so good. Yeah. I, I loved it. I think easy like what a guy. I wish he was still alive. Yeah, I wish he was still around. <laughs> and honestly, watch that film because it like it deals with some proper stuff, like when he's in the hospital and he's about to die, and ha- like how each one of them deals with it, and whether they like even go in the room and say goodbye, or whether they can't even face it, or how like it's Is just it a, like it's a just pretty amazing. accurate film. I well, I don't know because contrary to belief, Grace, I wasn't there. Well, no, and, um, <laughs> like I think they were all involved in making it. Like Ice Cube, yeah, they were. Plays Ice Cube. Um, and obviously the rest of them are still knocking about, aren't they? Dr. Dre like was in on they were all in on it creatively, and some of them produced it with this okay. other guy. But um and Shug's Knight sent death threats to the producer. Oh really? Classic. So, Absolutely oh, classic. Shug Knight. Tell you what. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about him, even though we have <laughs> <one> times. Bad <laughs> not and good. Tell you what, bad. But anyway, you know, just like yeah, just really interesting. I'd go and watch the film. It's really good. Maybe um, you might not be able to find a clean version, Grace, but you know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, pretty heavy. But a really good film as well. And just it's just a really fascinating culture, you know, and not just a genre, but a whole culture uh, that has sprung up in our recent history, really. Should we take a break? And then we're going to compare it to Whack World by Tierra Whack. Amazing, welcome back. We're going to talk about Whack World, uh, which was the debut studio album by American rapper Tierra Whack. And it was released in uh, May 2018. So it's a bit of an old album that we're comparing to here. Uh, and I just, I'll be honest, I'm going to go straight out and say I love this album. I think it's absolutely <laughs> fascinating. Uh, Whack was bullied as a child for being black. Uh, in a predominantly white school, which inspired much of this album and the emotional labor that went into this. And each song is one minute long. Brilliant. One minute long. And uh, there's a visual album that goes with it. Um, And yeah, this whole whack world is hair world, you know, hair life. Um, and she kind of says about it uh, regarding her voice. I get so bored with my voice. It started when I was in a class clown and I realized that I was kind of funny. And it was bad because sometimes I still do it. I'll hear someone and they'll have a funny ass voice and I'll mock it. But that's rude. So I have to do it somewhere. But that's it. rude. <laughs> <laughs> and mock the voice to like get it out. And uh, and now I can do that voice. I'm like a sponge, so I hear these things. And it's kind of you can kind of hear it on this album. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's real short, but at the same time, in my opinion, it's got great sounds. It's got great raps. It's got hooks, and I think it leaves you wanting more. Now, I may be the only one, but we'll go through it and we'll find out. Grace, what did you think? I so locate your picture of let's let's go for a journey of of Melissa's album. So I whenever we listen to a new one, we'll like scroll down through the song list to see how many we've got going in. And as I was scrolling down to the bottom, I was like, mate, I'm not doing this. I was like, this goes on forever. 
I look at the bottom and I'm like, I'm like 15 songs. Like, and then I'm like, hold on, 14 minutes long. I'm like, what? what's going on here? And I reacted songs a minute and I was like, everyone should do this. <laughs> I was like, this is absolutely a new trend that we need to be setting. Come on. Um, so it just really reminded me of like a voice note on your phone. You know, you've got like a song in your head. You record a little voice note because you're convinced, you know, when you make an album, when you're rich and famous, of course, you're going to be the next biggest thing. You need all these voice notes. Yeah. And that's really what it felt like. Like she just like record these little voice, voice notes because they end, everything ends like so abruptly. It's like just getting into it and then it's like next song. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh God, let's do it. So it like really feels like just a quick little like snapshot of everything. Like little voice notes. So really on those grounds, if that's a term I set and now, I'm ready to release about 10 albums, guys. Hmm. If anyone wants to it's just... High, it is high quality though as well. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is. Like the sounds are pretty sick, I think. Yeah, it's not just like you're, you're coming into your phone. <laughs> um, but no, like like you were saying, great hooks, great bit, everything going on, the samples. Like, and I agree that you want, you, you want more. Like the song ends, you're like, oh, it's over like I was just getting into it like some highlights for me uh four wings hookers silly sam <laughs> right f off Come I on. thought was possibly the most hilarious song I was crying I was absolutely crying I just think it's incredible I just want to hear Brilliant. it all the time I just loved it it was absolutely amazing um yeah she's not taking herself seriously it's like light-hearted it's fun there are some times when I haven't got a clue what she's talking about. No clue what's going on. But she's just having a great time. I don't Come think on. we need to. I don't think it's not as if there's a lot, whole lot of depth to this and a whole, it's not like heavy hitting. It's very lighthearted, easy breezy, sort of like, you know, she was just having fun while she was making this album. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I, I do wish some of them were longer, but I feel like it's quite refreshing. To have them so sh- not one song gave was skipped. I listened to this whole fifteen minutes. Hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, I loved it. A starking contrast. Um. But I loved it. I want more one-minute songs. Amazing, good stuff, Grace. Thank you. Thanks. We've just had a massive problem. Oh, everyone will be able to hear. If you've heard our bad audio, we had a problem with the recording, and now we'll have good audio. Hopefully. Just in time for my thoughts, which are Come on. demanding to be heard in good audio. Adam, tell, tell us what you what you think about <laughs> Whack World. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I was, I'll be honest, Matt, when you, when you suggested it, and you're like, this is one of my favorite albums. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's... But I, so I didn't think I was like, but wow, so much fun. Uh, not Come a on. single bad song, like Grace said. Didn't Ooh. skip a single one. And even though they're all only a minute, um, some of them felt longer, but in like a good way. Like it, she packed a lot in. Um, real fun things. There was one song on it that sounded familiar. Pretty sure it's a song on TikTok. Um, I can't remember what one is. I think it might. It's not about diamonds. He likes my diamonds. Something, something. I think it's Four Wings. Great song. Loved it. Pet Cemetery, different. Silly Sam was also one of my favorites because, again, it was a little bit different. 
mm. bit of a different genre kind of thing going on. Um, her voice sounds good when she sings. Her voice sounds good when she raps. Um, yeah. Oh. So sorry to just put it in there, but you should remind me better talk about her voice. Wow. I'm so sorry. Right. She distorts her voice so much, doesn't she? Yeah. Randomly. And in one of the songs, I can't remember what it was. I was like, oh, who's this guy? <laughs> and I was like, she hasn't she hasn't put is it she hasn't featured him like what? And then I realized she's just distorted her voice. I'm she had me going. Go. Sorry, it's, carry on. It's good. No, it, but it's a good point. It's a good deduction. It's a good Yeah. The production's really good. And as I so obviously my songwriting abilities, they are pretty Brilliant. much just jingles. <laughs> as we've learned on this podcast so far. You want a jingle? Great. You want 30 seconds? <laughs> so if I was gonna release an album, I'd release it like this. Mm. She's setting trends, absolutely. A minute long each song, brilliant. Yeah, you might not get much airplay time on the radio. Who cares? This is this is great, you know, and I think it's really interesting as well. Um, I've just thought of this. So Recently, there's, there's been this trend of NFTs, non-fungible tokens, mm. like and a lot of artwork. So Kings of Leon, I've just done it with the whole album, like like we talked about. Um, but obviously, artwork has become digital artworks become a thing on it. So like little gifts are all of a sudden selling for. I feel like all these songs, in their own way, could be little NFTs, minute long, you know, so not super crazy, um, but just little little digital artwork pieces of art yeah you know what i mean so i and i think this is and this is done way before this was a thing so i love that setting trends refreshing yeah so guys watch out for my jingle album which is coming out i <laughs> really love to hear it long. Can't wait. Come, on. come on but i just think it's great yeah really solid and i might put this into my general rotation of shuffle wow. songs to listen to because i thought some of them were dead dead good i think i'd listen to it again yeah come on Guys, why did you ever doubt well, my well. music taste? <laughs> and you know what? Isn't it like, isn't it like night and day compared to this? Is so fun, yeah. And mm. there's very little that's actually fun about, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you know, yeah. but something to dance to is the funnest thing, and we hit, we didn't like it. Well, I don't liked it, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. But I I just think this album stands out in an amazing way you know mm. and maybe like if you're gonna do short songs they better be damn good short songs and they are mm. you know they're just solid yeah. and the sounds are great the kit sounds are great the keys playing is amazing her voice is amazing and i think this is an arty album you know this is mm. a creative album and i'm here for mm. it absolutely here for it you know i've worn my heart on my sleeve here and so there's only one question, isn't there, really? If you had to delete one album from all existence Ooh. and your choice was that, this one. It's a different or, question, Matt. Well, it's this is the original question. I just failed to ask it the right way <laughs> every time. <laughs> this was the original question. If you had to delete an album from all existence, which choice would you make? Which one would you keep? That is hard because to de- like, does an album deserve to be deleted? I mean, actually, I can think of a few that deserve to be deleted. I can think of a few we've listened to. Yeah, to be fair, I delete Neil Young from all of it. No, don't do um, There's nothing wrong with Neil Young. I'm a lot like you. Neil Young, great. Just listen to Barry Gibb if you want. If you want that kind of high voice. <laughs> 
listen I don't. To I like all kinds of voices. Oh, wow. I'm like Tierra Whack. I like all the voices. <laughs> Grace, which one are you keeping and which one are you getting rid of? Okay. If, like on those grounds, just I'm like, you know, but I'm, I would prefer um, Tierra Whack, definitely. Brilliant. What about you, Asm? Yeah, I, th- I think I'd go for Tierra Whack. Wowie. A tough one, but I think I'd have. Wow. Unexpected. I didn't expect this guy. Wowie. 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 <laughs> I don't think anyone could imagine me, though, like parking up outside your house, rolling the windows down, and just straight out of Compton's. Just... <laughs> oh, Grace is here. I'm straight out of Compton. Crazy motherfucker. Let's go. Okay, Grace is here. I hey, remember when we were doing the podcast in here in the, in, in this room and the uh, scooter would go past all the time and it was dead annoying and we were trying to record that'd be me that, it'd be great just blasters. listening to this <laughs> <laughs> wow well, there you go guys I, I wouldn't pick this album I think the um, NWA album needs to stay I just think it's brilliant but um, I, I think I'll listen to it again I mean Becky Becky felt like her ears have been abused by the end of this week <laughs> listening to this, but it uh, wasn't really for her. But um, yeah, I, I really liked it. And I'll probably listen to it a little bit more, but maybe some of the clean versions, you know. Mm. Does that take away from it? Should you, Adam, what do you think? Should you listen to the clean version? Yeah, not, not, not you're okay with that. I think, I think there was um, something I read about how they weren't going to release F the Police after. Um, like Dr. Dre wasn't going to invite him until he was finished with his jail. Well, he wasn't. Yeah, until he wasn't going to put it on the on the album because he was currently in jail. So, but then once he finished, he was like, "Yeah, I feel like this should yeah, go." Which I quite like. So funny. It's interesting as what we constitute as a clean album, really. Because if I were to clean that album up, I wouldn't necessarily just pick the swear words. Well, exactly, Grace. Me. You've got a good point there. Yeah. You probably wouldn't have very much of an album, would you? It'd probably be an instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> Which do you know what I'd love an instrumental version. Let's do that. I bet that sounds great an instrumental version. <laughs> yeah. I bet that sounds sick. Yeah. 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 You're right there. How about we rate it? How about we rate mm-hmm. the NWA straight out of Compton album? Asm, what do you think? Um sure, I'm giving it a four. Come on. Yeah. That's what I put down. I thought you were gonna say four. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm going to go 2.5. 2.5. A solid sitting on the fence from Grace. Middle ground. Middle ground. I'm going to give it. Now, I I am very, you know, I've moaned a lot about hip hop and, you know, how it's played, the way it's played this, you know, moral low ground this past 30 years. Not the rock and roll. It's done much better. Yeah. But I have moans. But I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a four as well. Yeah, I think that's a solid, fair review, though. But I th- I definitely think it, it deserves a place on this list. So there you go. Brilliant stuff. Guys, do you know what time it is? Go on. What time? It is time to do some quizzing. Woo-hoo-hoo. So I'm going to play. You know, last week, when we recorded, the jingle wasn't done. Mm. Right, which is which isn't a slate on you, Adam. You know, no, no, uh, just saying the jingle okay. wasn't done. Oh, you are just all about calling people out. Man. No, I'm not calling that. anyone else. I'll call you out, but I won't call Adam <laughs> out. <laughs> True genius takes time. How long did the Sistine Chapel take? 
You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. But so the jingle wasn't done. But what I realized when we were recording is we didn't give any feedback on it all. We just pretended it wasn't there. <laughs> and it wasn't there. <laughs> because it wasn't there. Uh, so no pressure, but you better big this up, Grace. So. Oh, I'm ready. You know. Who's your bed? 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 Now, <laughs> have you added something different to that? I like it. That's what was to, with, that's I what I had in my head, but I couldn't. I forgot to tell Adam that I added. <laughs> I didn't know that was on there. You've yeah, you've sorry, that up. So no, sorry. that's good. No, that's good. That's what was missing. I knew there was something. I just couldn't get it down. Thank you. Yeah, well, it just was one little press of a uh, keyboard with the uh, arpeggiator on, so you know, yeah, I did not did not work very stunning. hard. Well done, Adam. Another jingle. It's so loud that Gary's fan yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so we're in our new quiz series called "Who Said That," and uh, <laughs> which has changed from our last week's "Who Said That." Who, who said that? <laughs> Now it's now with our Tesco vibe, it's much more. Who said that? Uh, where I give you a quote and I give you a choice of three people. You have to guess who it is. And uh, yeah, so far it's 1 0 to Adam. And he wants a clean sque- squeep. Not a squeep. A, swear, a clean a sweep. Clean. <laughs> a, swear, a, swear. a clean squeep. Um, so uh, here's the first one. Come on, Grace. You don't want to. Channel you in it, Adam. If you have one of them. <laughs> Here's the first quote. I've had great success being a total idiot. Adam. <laughs> hey. Every time. Grace tells the same jokes every week. And Matt told. Yeah. <laughs> Grace's greatest hits is one of two things. Adam's midiest Matt is old. I give that a 2.3. That's the Out of a hundred. Uh, yeah, out of a billion. So I've had great success being a total idiot. Was that Jerry Lee Lewis, Dr. Drain, or John Lennon? Hmm. Who's going first? I think all of them. Should say that. How dare? Jerry Lee Lewis is brilliant, except for <laughs> his, man. except for his marrying minors who are his cousin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apart from his marriage to a thirteen-year-old who he's related to. <laughs> and John Lennon did no such thing. No. He and just hit the women in his life, so <laughs> which is awful. Which is something that Doctor Dre has in common. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, no. uh, it's not something to laugh at. <laughs> Grace. I'm going to say Dr. Dre. I don't think John Lennon would admit that about himself. Do you think Dr. Dre would admit that he's an idiot to himself? I don't, I don't think Dre would. Have you forgot about Dre? Hey! 
<laughs> I wish because I could I do think, a whole little Eminem rap of that. But, I think uh, he'd say it in a like a like ha look at me. I've had great success being an idiot. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think he'd say it in a reflective way. I think yeah. he'd be like, I've been an idiot, everyone loves me. But not in a scouse way, because he's not scouse. Yeah. <laughs> Get a load of my headphones like this. Shit. <laughs> Hey, me and Becky have still been. You know, we we said on last week's episode that we we had a bit of time when we we hung hung out together, where we went to see uh, those lights. But when we were in a really busy bit, which no none of us liked, there was this lad that went, "Hey lad, this is a sick bridge. This <laughs> one of the one of the bridges down the docks, just a tiny little footbridge. This is a sick bridge. This, and we've been laughing about that for weeks now. That's funny. Sick bridge." Hey, lad, I've had great success being a total idiot. Just to, give, just to give my answer. Yes. <laughs> I think I think Jerry Lee Lewis. Unbelievable. Adam, you won <sighs> nil up. Thank you. Let me tell you, people, Jerry Lee Lewis does not like himself. <laughs> oh, really? He is a very conflicted man, or was a very conflicted uh, man. He, he's, there's recordings of him, because he was a deeply religious man. And obviously he was playing all this rock and, roll, rock and roll. Deep South in it, but he's deeply religious. Um, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Can you just clarify that comment? What? Not all people from the Deep South are deeply religious. No. Or marry but, their cousin. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> Wait, I'm, what? That's dangerous territory. There are people <laughs> from the Deep South. And, um, There's yeah. no listeners of Elvin either. You do you. It's <laughs> fine. Just wash your white sheets and keep them on your bed. Wow. We'll say that. Um, but yeah, so Jerry Lee Lewis, like, deeply conflicted. And there's like, oh my God, I just got what you were saying. There you go. <laughs> and then he, uh, there's recordings of him, like, shouting, screaming, like, I can't do this music anymore. It's the devil's music. I'm doing the devil's work. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. So that's wow. something he definitely said. That was his big hit. Great balls of fire. Oh, look. You're in my nerves and you're right on my brain. Bum, 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 bum. I love Jerry Lee Lewis, man. What an absolute. Genius. Well, Adam, you were right. Thank you. Talking about the deeply religious. Mm. Quote number two. Get thee behind me, Satan, and push me along. I'm kin to the devil. Was that Easy E, Robert Johnson, or Taylor Swift? Oh, that's incredible. That's good, Diana. Uh, <laughs> this would be a public airfall if it was Taylor Swift now. Oh, my goodness. Imagine I'm going for Robert Johnson. <laughs> Why don't you let Adam go first? <laughs> Copy him. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Robert Johnson too. Oh, great. Okay. Excellent. No, but it might be Robert Johnson, but it's uh, it's how confident Grace is every time. <laughs> every time. Every I appreciate time. that. I know it. It's Robert Johnson. <laughs> it's got to be Robert Johnson. Are we Tell sure? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> is that what you're saying, Adam? Yes, I am, yeah. Two Roberts. It was easy ink. Shut your face. There you go. He's not that clever. Wow. What? Are you kidding? That is a, that is a very... Witty. I don't think he's that witty. Well, sorry. Well, <laughs> and we've talked about F the police. So this Ooh. is a quote about our main man, Sting. I was very <laughs> pleased. I was so pleased with that joke. 
I was so, so pleased with it. Um, here's a quote. I mean, Sting is one of my great buddies, and I love him to death. Was that Elton John, Stuart Copeland, or Sting? <laughs> I was really happy with that joke too. Who was the first one? Elton John. Yeah, Stuart Copeland. Who's the drummer from the police, right, Adam? He was, yeah. yeah. Or Sting. See, you could have been... I'll give you a clue. It's not Sting. Stop. <laughs> Come on. You're the worst. <laughs> Out of job. Brilliant. Locking it in. Um, Don't even go Stephen Copeland. Oh, actually, well, no, because... so. Copeland doesn't like, I'm sure he doesn't like Sting. I'm pretty sure there was a big fallout, but I can't remember whether it was the guitarist from, I think it's the guitarist. I'm going to go with, with Copeland. Because yeah. <sighs> um, I'm pretty sure the guitarist hates him. Because he never got as much credit for every breath he's taken, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Copeland. I can tell you. It was... Elton John. Ah, I, took a, I took a gamble in, didn't we? You took a gamble. Well, hold on. It's it's a tiebreaker? Yeah, it's only one all, Grace. <laughs> Put your it's a tiebreaker. <laughs> You're not hey, but it's a, hey, it's a feat to get this far. Come on. <laughs> okay. So the tiebreaker goes like this. Uh, it's 1-1. One, one, and I'm going to give you an album and the nearest to how many albums were sold. Wins the Do you points. want to go again? How rude. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm sticking with that one. This is according to um, Wikipedia, so, you know. But the album is straight out of Compton, the one that we've looked at. So how many albums it sold, sorry? In the US. In the US. Just in the US. Just in the US. Okay. I'd like Adam to go first. I'm going to go with 30 million. 30 million. Mm-hmm. We've done stuff like this before, Adam. <laughs> and do you remember what happened last time? <laughs> Probably I was grossly wrong. I was grossly under or grossly over. You were grossly over. Right. And is this the same? Why are we giving hints? Well, uh, it's not a hint to Adam, is it? You got a hint on the stage. Adam, your answer's already locked in. Yeah, it's it, locked in. It I'm happy with 30 in. million. Okay. I'm happy with it. I'll still beat you. Stop yelling at the woman. Maybe the woman shouldn't be wrong then. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. You know what? I Um, I was glad when that joke dies when you said stop yelling at the woman because I didn't like being accused on this podcast. I like the division. You were being mean to the woman. It it was noticed by not me. The woman's a bit of a dickhead though. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hey, I never brought coarse language into this. No, nah, I'm only joking. Sorry. Oh, well, could tell someone's been listening to a certain album. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grace, would you like to give an answer? Um, twen- 19 million. 19 million. Okay. So in the US alone, it's all 1.5 million. 
So, <laughs> so great. You've gone platinum. Hey. Well, surely you've got to sell more than a million to be platinum. Yeah. Or is that worldwide? No, no. It. Um, I don't know. Hey, but I win. Listen, right? I don't know, but hey. Grace wins. <laughs> it's a one-one. Well done, Grace. I'm gonna sample that a little bit. <laughs> and make your own <laughs> Dr. Dre album. <laughs> so good. Right. It's time for the jingle again. That bass is deep in it. <laughs> My jaw's swinging. I'm in concert <laughs> sway at the Tuesday. <laughs> What's that quote about Raven? Let's get the What's it? Raven and misbehaving. Come on, you boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Amazing. Good. Would you like to know what next week's albums are? Come on. Yes, please. Come on. Next week, we're listening to Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Come on. We're heading into the 90s strong. Canadian brilliance. Come on. Canadian. Canadian. It wasn't all just gangster rap, you know. It was <laughs> angsty teenage life too. <laughs> it was an angsty teenage woman. <laughs> really sticking it to the I love it. I love Jagged Little Pill. I'm going to say that now. Just as a little spoiler. No spoilers, please. I love it. Come on. And we're going to compare it. And Adam, I would like a um, just a response to the title alone from you. We're going to listen to Chemtrails <laughs> Over the Country Club by Lana Del Rey. I mean, it says it all, doesn't it? I mean, people, you think your government likes you? Your government doesn't like you. Yeah. It's not there to protect you. Yeah? I'm saying, yeah, planes? Unless you're in New Zealand, in which jet case you fuel, Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Huh? <laughs> Building seven. What happened there? Then? The Queen's Elizabeth. Li- the Queen's Elizabeth. There'll be no talk about the Queen on this episode. She's gonna live forever. <laughs> Not everyone related to her. Well, hey, I'm is. gonna release an album called "F the Come Trails." That's what. I- <laughs> <laughs> F the Come Trails coming straight from the overground. It writes itself. <laughs> uh, and guys, it gets more exciting. Come on. The gift How? that keeps on giving. How? How I hear you ask, Grace. <laughs> we have ranking the Beatles Woo-wee. coming back for this second episode. Uh, so, jo- <laughs> that was Adam's air horn. Do that again, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, we have Jonathan and Julia on next week. And we're super excited to be chatting mm. to them about these two albums, which is going to be amazing. <sighs> so, there we go. We've got to the end of a very controversial episode <laughs> of El Vanilo. That's great. Thank you for listening, if you're still listening. <laughs> Why don't you subscribe if you haven't already? If this is one of your first times here, welcome. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe so that when a new 
episode of El Vanilla comes out, it hits your device straight mm. there. Come mm. on. You can follow us on Instagram at El Vanilla. My handle is at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, yours is? At Adam Courtney 95. And Grace? At Grace underscore Solomons. Come on. And we love interacting with fans of El Vanilla. It is the highlight of our weeks, right, guys? Absolutely. No one's hooked me up yet, but these guys have had the highlight. The best Come weeks on. ever. But uh, <laughs> So there you go. And if you wouldn't mind, why don't you leave a positive review on iTunes? This helps spread the good news. This helps other people like you find this podcast. And they're going to love it too. They need this light in their life. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Maybe. You are the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving. Not you, Grace, the listener. Uh, and the best way to spread the podcast as well is by telling your friends about it word of mouth you know you're a trustworthy individual people believe what you say we've turned into a self-help podcast you are better. <laughs> yeah you are beautiful you are worthy you are strong you're a strong independent woman who does not need a cigarette <laughs> i tell you what though i'd be all for i'd be all for some recorded daily affirmations i love that let's insert I, them at the beginning of the I love stuff like starts. that and you always look at me like I'm mad like, I don't, hey, there is, hey you there is yeah, a comedian Ron Funches who on his podcast does daily affirmations and some of them are beautiful it's like I hope you know you are loved you are strong that thing that you want you go get it nothing can stop you from getting what you want I hope Come you know on. that you are a light in oh. and I love that I'm just oh. like Ron tell me more Ron <laughs> Adam, you crying make... before it's even begun we, we should have a little light at the end of each podcast where you just give us a little affirmation I'd have to think of them <laughs> a, j- a, some a jingle <laughs> easy affirmation difficult <laughs> I just took a, D- a DNA test turns out I'm 100% that bitch and you are too <laughs> you believe it go into your week with <laughs> I'm just going to take the, they'll just be those really weird crappy Things that mums have on like pillows. Like keep your standards high and your high heels higher. <laughs> oh, live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. You. <laughs> yeah. Five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> that is not a motivation. It's not. <laughs> get the wine out quick. It's motivation to get gin in your belly. In your belly. Amazing. And we have a good, I mean, at least a week's worth of episodes coming your way you know i'm excited i'm excited about the next month of episodes i'm excited for some special guests we've got coming on not just jonathan and julia we've got more Mm. we have a a plethora of pod pals Mm. come on we've been closed for too long guys (laughs) we've been been a closed book for too long Uh, and we're gonna get back into a room one day Mm. soon and we're gonna do this podcast together (sighs) And so, you know, when there are nightmares like this episode where half the audio is rubbish, (laughs) (laughs) that won't be a problem because we'll have more than one. We'll be crispy and clear. Crisp. I'm not sure anyone wants to be crispy. See you, doctor, about that. (laughs) Crisp, yes. Amazing. Well, we're just rambling at this point. So, uh, guys, have a great week and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye.